You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Luna Lover, the podcast, acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm your host Jordana Levine and this week we're exploring the Aquarius New Moon. The Aquarius New Moon will take place on Saturday, February 10 at 9.59am in Sydney, Friday, February 9 at 10.59pm in London and 5.59pm in New York. Not my area of expertise, but it is worth mentioning that this new moon also marks the beginning of the Lunar New Year in Chinese astrology. So we are entering the year of the dragon, which is meant to be very lucky, but that's about all I can comment on in regards to Chinese astrology. But if you are into that, do know that the Lunar Year does kick off with the Aquarius new moon. Let's go back to what I know. Um because otherwise this would be a very ill-informed podcast. This new moon is about Aquarius as they come, right? And this is for several reasons. Firstly, we've got the sun, moon, and Mercury all sitting in Aquarius. Not unusual. It is a new moon, which means the sun and moon are in the same sign. Mercury travels very closely to the sun. So that's not a big deal. What is a big deal is that Pluto of course, as we know, moved into Aquarius a couple of weeks ago and is still sitting at that very powerful anoretic zero degree point, right? Anything sitting at zero degrees in a chart, whether it's a transit chart or a natal chart, is extremely powerful. And Pluto, the planet of power, sitting in zero degrees of Aquarius is very significant under this Aquarius new moon. Thirdly, we've got Uranus, the planet that rules Aquarius, forming a square to this new moon. Quite a tight square too. We're going to break down, we are going to break down Pluto in Aquarius and the Uranus square. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about a bonus treat that we get at the end or the day after this new moon. But first, let's take a look at Aquarius energy. I feel like most of you are quite familiar with Aquarius energy. It's been a big topic of conversation lately on the podcast with Pluto moving in and out of there over the past year. The themes of Aquarius as a reminder are forward momentum, swift changes, future direction. It's really about doing things differently. It's about innovations and inventions, not being scared or afraid to think outside the box. 
On a more personal level, we're looking at individuation and the pursuit of freedom, right? Aquarius is all about the freedom. It also, of course, governs technology and in particular, a topic of concern or maybe concerns the wrong word, a topic uh, in the zeitgeist at the moment, uh, AI, right? Artificial intelligence. It's funny, actually, when you break down artificial intelligence, because it couldn't be more Aquarius if it tried. Aquarius is the genius of the Zodiac. I've spoken about this before. It's not necessarily about them being the smartest people in the room, but they're not afraid to have new ideas. Yeah, think outside the box. That's what makes them intelligent. The artificial nature of it, of course, is pointing to the technology side of it, the robotic side of it, the mechanical side of it. Um, which again is Aquarius. So AI in itself is an Aquarius uh, being or thought form. Now, with Pluto sitting in Aquarius at zero degrees, it's really amped up all of this Aquarius energy. Yeah, it's sitting quite far away from the new moon. So we wouldn't call it a conjunction. Um, I'm pretty sure the new moon's sitting at about 19 degrees or so, but it's almost as if Pluto sitting at zero degrees in the same sign is amplifying all of that Aquarius energy. We've already seen it play out in a few news stories this week. I shared them on Instagram in case you missed them. We've had the Taylor Swift deep fakes surfacing on Twitter or X. Does anyone call it X? It's so silly to have changed its name. On X, Channel 9 altering images of Victorian MP Georgie Purcell to make her breasts larger and change her outfit to be more revealing. If there's any international listeners listening, which I know there is, this was quite a big news story this week. Um, Victorian MP, so Victoria's estate in Australia, Georgie Purcell, beautiful woman. Actually, her looks have nothing to do with this. I shouldn't have even said that. Georgie is a member of the Animal Justice Party and there was an inquiry into the Victorian government allowing duck shooting, right? Anyway, nothing to do with what Georgie looked like at all. And one of our major uh, news networks here published an image of her around this time talking about the inquiry um, and they photoshopped the outfit she was wearing to be more revealing and they increased her bus size in there. It was huge news, right? So again, AI, Photoshop, Channel 9 blamed it on a Photoshop error, which is ridiculous. Adobe came out and said that's actually not possible to do. That error is just not something that Photoshop can do. So look, it was quite a big news story here. Uh, we also had... The social media CEOs were in the Senate this week, which in itself was very embarrassing. I'm not even going to go into that story about the CEO of TikTok. But um, I, I said in previous episodes that social media was going to come under a much bigger spotlight when Pluto moves into Aquarius. So that was present. And then lastly, my favorite uh, news story of this week, the protesters throwing soup on the Mona Lisa. Again, could not be more Aquarius. All of that, all of those stories, the Taylor Swift deep fakes, the altering of Georgie Purcell's outfit, the social media CEOs in the Senate and the protesters throwing soup on the Mona Lisa. This is all Aquarius energy, right? Definitely not in its most high vibrational form, but this is how Pluto works, right? It begins lifting the veil on what's been lurking in the shadows, 
This is all really positive stuff, right? There are disruptions taking place. And when disruptions take place, the point or the intention, I guess, of Aquarius energy is it urges us to do things differently so that we can create a better future moving forward. In order to do that, though, you first need to know what you're working with, right? With that in mind, you may see some stuff play out on a personal level under this new moon that needs to be looked at so that you can move forward towards a better future. It's not always comfortable, but anything that gets disrupted, the point is to initiate change. Here's the thing, though. It most likely won't be an action-based momentum or change. It probably won't even be a feeling-based change. It's likely to be a new way of thinking, a fresh idea, a new perspective. Yeah, it could be a change that like sweeps in and asks you very kindly and gently to alter your perception or way of thinking, or it could come in with full force yeah, and force you to have to think differently. Either way, I think it's kind of exciting. This is also very much amplified with the Uranus square to this new moon. It's not a pleasant aspect, I'm going to be honest with you. Uranus is disruptive, right? And squares create tension and conflict. So be prepared for a little instability, maybe a rug swept from under you kind of moment. Plans could change drastically. Your comfortable existence may shift dramatically. Do not resist it. These transits are all part of getting you to where you need to go. If you can trust that wholeheartedly, be adaptable and fluid, open your mind, and perhaps even get a kick out of the pivots and plot twists, then you're going to love this. You're going to love everything about it. Here's the thing, though. If Pluto and Uranus don't initiate this change for you, perhaps you listen to this podcast and you're like, I'm ready, let's go, let's do this. And then nothing happens. You might, it might, it might present itself differently, right? It might actually just be a feeling that's stirring within yourself to initiate something in your own life. And you know what? Follow that, yeah? Focus on those two Aquarius qualities I mentioned earlier, though. Freedom and innovation. If you can focus on those, if you're initiating your own change... You cannot go wrong here, right? Can't do it wrong. Little FYI, uh, the moon doesn't love being in Aquarius. So that's probably also going to add to the disruptive nature of this new moon. The moon as a planet is all about feelings, right? And Aquarius has got too many other things to think about. Invent. And, you know, And Aquarius, it's got too many other things to think about. It doesn't want to be thinking about feelings. It's got things to invent. It's got new ideas to have. And, you know, it's here to change the world. The moon, on the other hand, wants to hold hands and cuddle and whisper sweet lunar nothings in your ear. While Aquarius is trying to solve the problems of the world and has forgotten you're even in the room. Okay, I have dated a few Aquariuses. I I can see that it's very obvious in the statements I've just made. If you feel a little emotionally confused or detached during this new moon, don't be surprised. All right, I think that's quite a common thing to feel during a new moon. Or perhaps it's more like if you are a very feely person, let's say you're quite a water dominant chart, 
maybe you just aren't sort of grasping or understanding the feelings, that's Aquarius, right? And there's so much of it that maybe those feelings are swirling around in your head and you're not actually feeling them in your body. If this weekend you find your emotions change when it comes to a certain someone or a project or a circumstance, just kind of give it a few days before you make any big bold moves. That's probably also Aquarius, just trying to trick you a little bit. So yeah, that's, that is my piece of advice. Here's some other advice. Take some space this weekend if you feel like you need it, right? Aquarius is comfortable with distance. So my suggestion is take it. If someone is distancing themselves from you, allow it, right? Smothering, clinging on, preventing the space is only going to make it worse. If simply hearing those words has freaked you out, (laughs) my little anxious attachments listening, it's even more reason to take the space, right? And look, I'm not just talking about from people, but maybe from work or from a problem you're trying to solve, right? Fit it how you need it to fit. You'll benefit from this, I promise. And it's just for the weekend, all right? All right, how about that bonus treat that I promised you guys? So we spoke about it in the Astrology of 2024 episode. If you haven't listened to that, definitely go and listen to it. I'll link it in the show notes of this episode. But in that episode, I um, spoke about Chiron and the North Node forming a conjunction with each other. Now, we go deep into this conjunction that's taking place on Feb 11 in this week's bonus subscriber episode. So if you do want to listen to that, definitely consider becoming a subscriber. Um, That episode came out on Monday, but as soon as you become a subscriber, you actually get access to the entire back catalog of bonus episodes, which is very cool. Um, So what are we talking about? We're talking about Chiron and the North Node forming a conjunction with each other. They're doing that in the sign of Aries. So all year they've been moving closer and closer and closer together. And then on Feb 11, which is the day after the new moon, they form an exact conjunction with each other. These two coming together is incredibly healing, right? And not just personally, globally. Our wounds collectively and personally are portals of wisdom, right? For ourselves, but they also serve as a way to inspire and teach others. When we can embrace our own wounds, It benefits us, absolutely, but it also impacts everyone around us. That's basic Chiron energy, right? The wounded healer. You address your own wounds, you heal them within yourself. It gives you the ability to heal those wounds in others. The North Node in this conjunction is karmic, yeah? So the healing that takes place through Chiron ripples through this life, the life before, possibly the next life. It's big, right? We will, he- we will feel this healing for each and every one of us if we recognize and embrace our wounds. But we should also, fingers crossed, feel this collectively. This conjunction is so fucking powerful. Sorry, language warning. <laughs> should do those before I say it, but that's not how this works. Um, these... So Chiron and the North Node will be conjunct again during the Aries solar eclipse. So 
the work you do now is almost like your little prep before the first eclipse of 2024 in early April. So don't waste it. All right. So we've got this conjunction happening on Feb 11. Work with it. Work with it under this new moon. Work with it on Feb 11. And then by the time the Aries solar eclipse comes around in early April, we're going to get another chance to work with this energy. And whatever you're doing now will pay dividends then. The wounds are going to be different for everyone. But the fact that it's all happening in Aries, it will be very likely that the wound is associated with your core self. Yeah, so who you are at your core. Another little clue you might like to look out for is where Aries falls in your natal chart. We're looking specifically for 16 degrees Aries. That's where the conjunction is going to take place. But anything sort of around 16 degrees. This is going to tell you what terrain of life it might surface in for you. So for me, it's happening in my 10th house, the house of career or your public facing role. For me, it's career, I would say. So hopefully a little bit of healing taking place there. Oh, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. So have a look for you where 16 degrees Aries falls in your chart. This energy, look, it's so funny. Like when I, when I look ahead astrologically and I look at the transits that are coming up, sometimes something will stand out to me and I'll be like, oh my God, that's huge. And then I sort of look at what other astrologers are talking about and they're not talking about it. And I'm like, how could you possibly look forward to transits and not be talking about this particular transit? Now, this is one of them. A couple of my favorite astrologers are not really talking about Chiron and the North Node. I just think that's wild because this energy, I'm already feeling it. It's palpable. I'm really excited for it. There is a lot of potential with this conjunction, right? New beginnings. It's Aries. Aries is the first sign. So newness comes with Aries. Deep healing with Chiron. Spiritual awakenings, right? But you've got to work with it rather than resisting the wounds when they come up and going, oh, no, 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 I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to pretend like this wound isn't here. Work with it. I promise if you do, profound healing will take place. As I mentioned before, we dive really deep into this in this week's subscriber episode. So if you want to listen to that and you want to become a subscriber, you can do so for as little as eight dollars, eight Australian dollars. So if you're overseas, that's like zero dollars, eight Australian dollars a month. And if you want to become a subscriber, there's a link in the show notes of this episode. All right, let's talk about some ways to work with this new moon. So one of the things I didn't speak about when we spoke about Aquarius energy is the fact that it's very much about the collective and community, right? And not just any collective or any community, but a community and collective of like-minded people because this is how Aquarius changes the future, right? By creating a cult. (laughs) That's how they do it. So perhaps there is a cult you could join this week. No, sorry, I'll stop. Perhaps there's a group gathering or a community class or a talk you'd like to attend this week, this weekend. How can you involve yourself in the collective? Aquarius is an air sign, so it's a really good time to show your cerebral centers some love. Now, what that looks like is different for everybody. For me, 
who someone who has a lot of air in their chart whose cerebral centers are in overdrive all of the time. Me showing my cerebral center some love is turning my mind off. So meditation is very good for me. If you feel like you don't really use your brain very much, that probably wasn't put so nicely. If you're more of a feeler or you're more of an action taker and you don't really sort of uh, analyze or have a lot of cognitive uh, drive, which is totally, I wish I was you guys, um, you might want to show it some love by really working it a little bit, you know, maybe reading a book or studying something new, attending a philosophy course, doing a problem solving riddle, something like that. Yeah. Good time to use your brain. Uh, get radical. Aquarius is all about radical change. So big changes, radical makeovers, shocking moments. This is your moon to do it. It couldn't get more Aquarius than this. So if you want to change some shit up in your life, whether it's your hairstyle or your clothing or your political stance, by all means, do it this weekend. It is a new moon, so it's the perfect time to manifest. And we all know that our thoughts and mindset are an integral component in making things happen. So allow yourself a new way of looking at an old problem and notice how this shifts your intentions. If you want to join me in a new moon circle, you can opt for the ascendant subscription option. This will give you access to not only the bonus episode every week, but you also get access to two moon circles a month, which help you connect with the energy of the new moon and the full moon. The Aquarius new moon circle will be released on Thursday and we're going to be setting intentions uh, and we're also going to do a healing meditation to make the most of this Chiron North Node energy. Uh, lastly, really good time to get active and speak out. Yeah, there's a lot to speak out about at the moment. Have your say, sign the petition, take part in a march, organize a fundraiser, and also, you know, be active in your own life. Start making small changes at home and be the message you wish to preach. In saying that, this is probably a good time to say being active on social media is absolutely a way in which people like to express themselves. It's very Aquarius. However, if you're not on social media having your say, standing up for a particular cause, that doesn't mean that you don't care. You can do your form of activism in any way that feels good for you. All right. And if it doesn't feel good to you, if you're more of a passive observer and learner, that's okay as well. That's fine. All right. Just wanted to throw that in here. One month until Celestial Storytelling kicks off. I am so excited. We just finalized the designs this week for the workbooks, which are incredibly comprehensive. I was looking at them and I was like, oh, I'm actually really excited to have these notes for myself because usually this information is just in my head. So they're going to be great. I can't wait for you guys to see those. Um, in next week's episode, I'm actually going to answer all of your questions about this course. So I'll put a question box up on Thursday of this week on the Lunar Lover Instagram. That's at Lunar double underscore lover. 
So if you have questions about celestial storytelling, pop your questions in the question box and I'll answer them in next week's episode. If you're keen to join right now and you don't have any questions, you just want to hop on board, there is a link in the show notes of this episode or head to jordanalevine.com slash readings. And at the top of that page, you'll see the link to celestial storytelling or If you would like a natal chart reading with me, you can just scroll down and you can book yourself in there as well. All right, my loves, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Aquarius energy is a lot for people who don't have a lot of Aquarius in their chart. It's quite quite jarring, I think. So just be gentle with yourself and kind with yourself. And like I said, it's amplified because of Pluto being an Aquarius, but also it's square with Uranus. All right, my loves, until next moon, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Luna Lover, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 